Well, no, I'm cutting into your time. I mean, this is a good conversation. I think it's a con- no because I would also add to that. By the way, Jeff Snyder's here from Elevate Lacrosse and other stuff. We'll get to that in a second. I would also add to that though. Um, you know, we don't have enough recreational for older kids. Everybody talks about the pyramid, but um, you know, I can talk. I can talk to you about a 12 year old girl and, and who's playing recreational soccer, and then this year. It went from you know 150 bucks or whatever to at least 600 and, and probably 500 more on that over a thousand dollars just to play soccer. Yep. You know, and that you know what it's like. Like the elite athlete will be taken care of and needs to be taken care of, but you with elevate lacrosse or into schools and introducing and giving kids putting a lacrosse stick in their hands and just letting them try it. And there's some value in that. There has to be a value in that. There, there is. I, I think that's you know prior to us you know getting on the mic, we're, we're talking about the responsibility that you have as as a, a, an administrator of sport. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and that responsibility you know lies in the fact that your job, whether there's cost or no cost, mm-hmm. is to um, is to find a hook. Right. And, and what is that hook? And, and for me, it hasn't been fun. It hasn't been like, you know, fun's obviously fun's easy. Fun's the easy one. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's that's kind of wrapped up in everything with sport. But right. I remember picking up a lacrosse stick for the first time and I remember why I liked it is because I was good at it mm-hmm. and because I was confident. Right. And and so it's not, you know, that that level for anybody. It's not you don't have to be the best to be confident you don't have to be you know your your perspective of good is your own perspective right 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 so finding that that hook in kids and and being able to administer a sport and deliver that introduction to sport right and 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 allow that trigger to take place that's what's really key we when we go into schools we we make it mandatory that we go for two days and we don't do that from a business perspective we do that from a confidence perspective Mm -hmm. so going in handing throwing some lacrosse sticks on the ground great Going in and actually coaching and get somebody to take up the sport and find one little success right. is what hooks you into sport. Right, right. But you talk about administrators, and, and I'm not pointing fingers. We can all draw our own conclusions. But what are we chasing here? Are we chasing participation? Or are we chasing the elite athlete and the dollars that come with the elite athlete? That, that, that to me, is the challenge of most administrators now, right? There's, there's, there's dollars, you can do there's, both. Yeah, I mean, there's you dollars can do associated both. to both. Um, the, I think the reality, I, I'm, I'm a guy who, you know, I work in sport. So, yeah. you know, my opinion on, on respect to, to pay for play, right. if you want to call it that. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I think that the volunteer organizations are awesome. Mm-hmm. But I've also ran into situations where there's volunteer organizations that are very concerned about their bottom line and are very, very even, are even more, cons- excuse me, less concerned about their bottom line and very concerned about their top line. So well, yeah. it, it exists in all aspects of it. Sure. I, where I do think that there is... For, for us as an organization, our livelihood is correlated to the growth of the sport. Whether you are a recreational player or you're an elite level athlete, right. there's a spot for everybody to play. And I do right. agree, where, where we are failing in sport is you've got the A-level players and they all get that attention. Right, and then you've got the B level and C level players, right. and those players, you know, just want to go up and pick up a, you know, for our in our in our in our instance, pick up a stick, and and just play. And I think that's what we're most excited about with our relationship with the administrative side. Mm-hmm. With the Cal- Calgary Hornets are a great example. Mm-hmm. 
they bring us out to mentor all of their coaches, right. not their A-level coaches. Right. So we go in right. and we, we help them administer practices so that the A, B, and C-level players all have the same experience. Now, right. if a C-level player goes to B and they achieve that and that's what they want to do, great. If you've got a C-level player that just wants to hang out and play, well, they should still get the same practice that the A-level player does. Well, so, and I was going to say, unless something's changed, but a year ago when we were talking, now, by the way, Elevate Lacrosse, you've got camps, your feet in both camps, box and field. Yep. Right? Yep. So if it's lacrosse, you're there. But the one thing that's always impressed me, Jeff, about you and your programming is the comment that you made to me about entry-level player and the elite player, that your entry-level players are exposed to the elite players. The yes. elite players are expected to be there and mentor the yep. entry-level players. It's not about eventually things. Eventually teams are made and eventually competitions are held. But for development purposes, you're not, you know, you're not hiding the entry level and you're not protecting the elite they mix together Absolutely. because what rising tides raise all boats or whatever it is exactly rising tides raise all ships i couldn't agree with you more and and especially right now in the landscape of lacrosse um it's challenging and and all sports are challenging mm-hmm. and what i think we're really combating is um accountability and so you know, everybody should be held accountable in sport. And I think that that's very rare. I do think that when you run into organizations that are for-profit, there is a level of accountability there that exists for me that doesn't in a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. And so I look at what we do in, in our partnership with Calgary Field Lacrosse, and it's exactly just that, is that the 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 brand-new players get to, you know, we have a, a developmental... There's more brand-new players in field than box right for now, sure. right? Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And, and so the brand-new players are out there. We have a developmental group and an experience group, but they're all there. They're all there together, and, the, and they do require other things, but there is crossover in those things. And what you do see is you, you take kids at an elite level. Let's say you have a group of 20 kids. Well, there's two captains, call it two captains in that group you bring that 20 you bring those 20 kids and you put them in with the rest of the populace well now you've got 20 and so what i think is invaluable through that is the leadership component because the greatest players in the world in any sport are the people that make the 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 people around them better Mm -hmm. you know michael jordan made scotty pippen a better basketball player right you know tiger look at what tiger woods it's an individual sport look what tiger woods did for golf yep he made he he completely elevated the playing field to the point where you're seeing guys that you've never heard of before competing at that level because he he did that right and so I think that's what's important to remember in sport is that yes you need to carve out and have high level developmental opportunities but where do you get trained to be a leader? Hallelujah, brother! I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know because that's the answer. No, no, but that that is the answer. But my concern is, and I've expressed this to you before, and I think I've even said it on this platform, what bothers me the most is when I walk into an arena and I look at all the posters on the wall and I don't see the word leadership. And yeah. I don't see the word, you know, uh, mental training. Whatever. I, I look at all of those posters and I, I apply this rule. At 40, in a corporate setting, what am I, going to, what am I using? Of, of all of this stuff you're going to tell me that you're going to teach me to turn left or you're going to teach me to whatever, what are, where am I going to learn this in life? And we forget what a great teacher sport is in life. Exactly. Right? And you and I have had this conversation, you know, I almost feel embarrassed because here we are doing it again. But every time we talk, this is what we keep coming yep. back to. It's, it's the truth. And, and, you know, I think that's what's great about sports. You know, sports is the greatest, you know, live-in nanny. <laughs> that that's raising the children, right? Like right. He, a lot of parents, um, you know, introduce their kids to sport 
and I think it, it comes, it, it's, it's more subconscious than it is conscious, is yeah. that, hey, you're going to play sports, sports are good, and then we don't actually dive into what is actually going on in that environment, and I think once you start to dissect the points that you're looking for, the things that you're looking to develop with your kids, mm-hmm. you start to really, you can really start to carve out a lot, and I don't have any kids, so I just know what sport did for me. Yep. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, I wish, you know, Mario Amatia was my first, my first hockey coach. The first yeah. time I was a captain on a team that I really remember um, was the midget AAA Flames. And, you know, I came by that title, honestly. I think I did what I was supposed to do and I got a lot of training. I wish I would have had someone dig into me a little more like that a little earlier yep. in my development yep. because I think I would have... Leadership, you know, there's people that, that are natural leaders. You know, I look at Brody Merrill in the lacrosse world. He sure. just kind of was sure. that natural leader just based on his genetic composition and how he thought and who he was, right? But for other people, I, I wasn't a natural leader. And I still, to this day, have to work on my leadership constantly. Sure. And I think even if we had people that were natural leaders and if we have people that aren't natural leaders, but we're all working on, you know, doing what we think is best for our respective areas – you know, people think that leadership is easy. All the yeah. ki- kids want to yeah. kids want to high five and smack somebody on, you know on the butt on the way out on the bench in hockey or whatever. You know, whatever you do, you can't. I suppose you can't do that too much nowadays, right? I'm, you might want to cut that part out, Rob. <laughs> I think we're fine. Okay, I think we're okay. But you know, high fives, butt slaps, and and yeah. you know, and uh, and and you know, the cheer to to start the game. But no one wants to make the hard decision to like challenge a peer in a locker room for maybe an appropriate comment right right that isn't acceptable today or no one wants to um uh, no one no one wants to make the tough decision that may impact something on a greater level and and because it may fall under scrutiny and and that's what leadership is today and i think we really have to dig in and and kind of find out how do we develop that in kids and and you have to if you want kids to be leaders you have to put them in leadership situations and the reality is, is at most elite levels, there's not a lot of leadership opportunities. No. So no. figure out where to go and dive into those so opportunities. there's two things that come out of that. One is I think we fail athletes when we don't provide all of them some level of leadership training. You know, oh, but Rob, there's only one captain and two alternates. Fine. That doesn't mean that, that every single player on a team should be exposed to leadership. I, I, am, I believe it. Yep. It's, it's like if, if you and I were going to go on a cross-country adventure and you said, well, I'll have the first aid. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to worry about first aid then. No. Everybody's got a responsibility on yep. some level. Some are not going to be vocal and some. But I'll tell you this. Uh, just recently, uh, Jay Bomeister would have won a Stanley Cup with St. Louis. And people look at him and go, he's really quiet. And he's one of the best leaders I've ever seen in hockey. But he never – he just did it his way. There's all kinds of ways. Sport is full of it. So I think that is, to me, is one of the most important things is everybody gets exposed to leadership, not, not just guys that are going to wear letters and gals that are going to wear letters. Exactly. Well, you don't – it's the same way that you respect something that's hot. The yes. Only, the, only yes. Way, the only way that you yes. know not to touch that is because yes. you've been exposed to it before. Yes. It's, it's a conditioned response. And, right. and I agree. For you to understand what leadership looks mm-hmm. like – you also need to have some leadership experience, right? Because if you don't under, if you wouldn't respond to it, right? If you didn't know what it was, right? And so, so I agree with you. I think I really we're really starting to see more and more of that. And we don't. It's funny. Our fall when we play our elite level programs, we don't name captains. We let them emerge. Yeah. Right. Because they always do. They always they do. Always do. So you kind of let that happen. Absolutely. And, and you kind of see what you kind of see it naturally happen. And the kids kind of know who they are. Oh, and, 
And, and, and, it, it, it ha- and it's universal. It happens every time. Exactly. There is never a situation where it doesn't. Right? Exactly. It, it, yeah. it, whether there's a, you know, we've had kids who have picked up the phone and been like, Coach, I, I don't want to get the guys in trouble, but I need to let you know about a situation that I'm concerned about. Right. Right. It's funny, though. As you're talking, it reminds me of the fact that we, we always think of things in sunny, fun ways, but most leadership is in the difficult times. Absolutely. And, and we don't—one of the things I think—again, two guys, two friends pontificating here. But one of the failures I think we have in the sports society now is we don't allow kids to fail. That you know, And, and, and I'm not talking even yeah. just about results. I'm just talking about things that happen— that are beyond everybody's control, political decisions that are made and we don't like, what do we do? We complain about them, we, we create lawsuits, we, we threaten and all that. Sometimes crap happens in life and you've got to learn how to overcome it. It may not be fair, but I go back to the things that, you know, what are you going to learn from in forty year, when you're 40 years old? You learn from those mistakes, those problems that were out of your control and how to, how to live, how to work beyond them. Uh, we're, we're dealing with it right now. In, you know, we're, we're facing a lot of adversity right now in, in the lacrosse world. And what I love about it is that I just, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. bring it on, load it on, pile yeah. it on. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if we crawl and scrap through this yep. we are going to be so much better than we were before and and the the embracing that is is key to growth in in any discipline in any sport in any career in any direction it's never a straight line no. <laughs> and and, no. and you know i think that you know parents parents come by it honestly mm-hmm. and, and it's it's the parents it is and you are you know and again i think i i can't I'm not an expert of this because I don't have my own, but yeah. I suppose that I kind of am in the sense that we see so many parents every single year and they are all predisposed to you, you as a parent are predisposed to doing everything you can to make sure that your young person, you know, has a successful upbringing. Correct. That you, whether, whether you like it or not, you are hardwired genetically to do everything you can to make that. And that's happen. honorable. I, I get honorable. it. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes that means letting things go bad yep and 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 you know there's all different levels of that in parenting and 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 again i am not a parent so i can't i can't sit here and tell people how to parent but what i do see is that it's consistent amongst the most controlling parents and it's consistent amongst the least controlling parents is that they all have you see you can literally see it and i i love telling um you know we have a we have a parent in our program and i love telling the story because she was she is the most level-headed, you know, unpolitical individual that we've ever associated with. And we made a decision about her student-athlete to leave him down in a group because that's where he needed to be physically to get the best developmental opportunity for, for him. It would be easier for us to just let him go. And so, you know, and let him play. There's no conflict. There's yeah. no problems yeah. for us. So, but we make the decision to leave him down because that's the best place for him to be. Right. And she was pissed and super pissed. And it was like, I, 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 you know, I went and said hello and it was palpable. And it was a really good lesson for me being on the outside because I'm sure I'm going to be the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at one point in time, you've probably been the same way, whether you've wanted to admit it or not. I think we all kind of dig in and have that 
because that's your job as a parent. Sure. And so I, I think they all, we all come by it honestly, but I do think it takes a big, it, it, we have to really dive into what we're trying to accomplish with our kids. What's great about sport is that sport is a, has a nice little safety net. It's like the trap. It's like, it's like being in the circus. It yep. really is. Sport, yep. it, it, you're, you're being in an organized circus for, yep. you know, for, yep. the, for the most part. But what's the beauty about sport is that you have this safety net underneath you. Just like getting on the trapeze for the first time where, you know, you're not going out and making a bad decision in life. It is, it is a training ground to be an adult in, in, a, in a hierarchical environment where you're going to go out into the workforce, you're going to go out into the world, and you're going to have to make decisions. So, you know, inject your kids into sport and let them fall off the trapeze. Because yep. there's going to be a safety net there. You're going to get to collect them. You're going to get to parent and educate. And then you're going to get to throw them right back in the mix, um, you know, in an environment where, you know, by you, you know, we talk about snowplow parents or lawnmower parents or helicopter parents. There's that evolution every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, We're up to bulldozer, by the way. Bulldozer. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. I can't wait to take those on. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But. Oh, they won't, but they won't come anywhere near you. No, fair enough. They won't come anywhere near you because the bulldozer parent is taking all of the issues out of the way. The bulldozer parent would come to you and say, you know, what do you need? How much extra so my kid plays on the top end team? You know, that, that, and that, you know, that's that whole college scandal down in the States. Oh, man. The, right? How crazy is that? Well, but that's the bulldozer parent, right? Yes, I'm going to eliminate all the issues. I'm going to get them out of the way. My kid yeah. would never have to go through them, and I'm going to pave the way. And I cannot think of it, you know, I don't want to make light of it. But in, in some crazy way, that's an abuse it, 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 to that child because they don't, they don't have then skills to go out in the world and compete. Well, the, if you want to think about it this way, that bulldozer parent was an aggressive, you know, going go-getter. That's a go-getter, right? It, it's it really, one word way of putting it, it. It really is. If you want to look at it a different way, that, that, you know, not, I'm not justifying what no, they're no. doing. I, you yeah. know, again, I, I, think, I, I think it was... You know, it's wildly unethical and, you know, shame on the institutions and shame on the people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, those people are used to going out and getting what they wanted. Right. And if you dug back into their upbringing, I bet you you would see a massive amount of adversity that created these individuals that went and got what they wanted. Right. Not and I'm not I'm not justifying it, but I think that those type of people, they were built somehow. They may have there may have been a disconnect in terms of parenting, but. Those people went out and got what they wanted, and they tried to impose that for their kids. My interpretation of it would have been, Jeff, that they got it because of means, right? You know, they got it because their problem-solving was dollars. Sure. They bought it. But they they had to get to that level where they had the dollars to do that, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, somebody did. Somebody did. Somebody did. Sure. Somewhere, so, somewhere so along the line. Whether yeah. it's old money or new money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's just say, for instance, I, I, would, I would have a hard time believing that, you know, one of these individuals was incredibly self-made. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe, but, but I'm, I'm trying to dive into the psyche about it, is that there, I, I think that these, you look at development and you look at leadership and you look at it being like a, a, a like lineage, like the, yeah. the Bush family or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, think yeah, about yeah, any, yeah, yeah, think yeah. about any family where, yeah. you know, but from one, from Snyders. one generation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Should have seen our upbringing. Should have seen the, the, the torture chamber that was our home. Um, no, I, I think that there is, that that's where we run into these conditions. And I think that's what I'm trying to bridge together yeah. with this is that. 
I would I wouldn't imagine that a lot of those people were probably athletes. They exploited the athletic system. Right. I just don't know how many of them were athletes. When you look at at them going and doing that, like the bulldozer parent, we've seen a lot of parents that are. We've got there's a family that that we dealt with too that that a very focused athletic family. And and we've seen kids where they haven't they haven't they haven't aligned with that ideology, so that's where I, I think that whether you are you know whether you're a really hungry parent or you're a parent who maybe doesn't believe in necessarily you know or your work ethic doesn't compare to the person next to you whatever that is sport is that great equalizer for all different walks of life where if you inject your kids into sport they're going to get positive skills out of it. Yes, but are we in danger? Is the model being eroded and perverted? Because you brought up the example of the mom that you kept a, a you put a, a kid, left a kid in a different development level, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> That's the big one for me. Is I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, the the fight. Uh, do you want anything to do with evaluations? Nobody wants anything to do with evaluations, <laughs> right? Everybody, oh, evaluations. I don't, anybody with any common sense wants to run to the hills when it comes to evaluations because you have to tell a parent. Guess what? You know, Susie's not as good as Jenny, so we're going to keep her back. And and that's difficult. But we seem to have lost that whole idea of would you rather have your kid play limited minutes and be the extra body or have them play down and be the star and play more minutes? What's best for the kid? We're often looking what's best for us, the perception of us. We want them to play on the highest team, the team with the most prestige. Really where we ought to be placing them is what you did, which is put them with the best place for development. Because they play there, they're going to be, they're going to catch up. Kids, sport is the great equalizer in that regard, Jeff. It is the great equalizer. When it's all said and done, they will end up where they're supposed to end up. They always do. Yes. That's a great point. Um, we, We identify uh, development and growth by earning a spot in a higher level. Right. The problem with that is that you're now putting the onus for your own development on somebody else's plate. Mm-hmm. And so you should be able to develop in whatever environment you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being is that that's why you have a coach. Mm-hmm. Right? If it was pickup hockey, if, if we were playing pickup hockey and I wanted to get better, well, sure, I'll go play with the best players. I'm, I go out and I look at golf. Golf is a great example of that. I like playing with better players than me because I feel like I elevate my game. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. But if I was in a situation where I was in a group mm-hmm. and we had a coach, the people around me don't matter. My, my ability to absorb from the person who's the expert mm-hmm. is, is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and so I th- you know, we, we, we come by it again, I think, very honestly, but we associate our success to the levels that we reach. Uh, I think that's an honest thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you sure make is. a team, yeah. you earn that, you're going to get better there. I, I get that. But you know, when you look at I, I think we deal with it more. We practice way more than we play. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a group, Elevate Lacrosse as a whole, you know, kids, kids will practice for two and a half months to play seven games over a weekend yep. in, in the United States. Yep. Right. So we, 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 we build a ton of competition into what we're doing because obviously you have to be prepared for that. Right. But the majority of work that gets done is in practice. And we hear it all the time. I've heard it before. Oh, my kid's playing on a on, there's kids out there that can't pass and catch. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not your kid's problem. That's yeah. not up to your kid. Your kid can go out there and develop and get better on his own and focus on. It's great. You, you, you make that. Well, you know, he goes out there. He's running everywhere. Okay, well, then your kid, I should watch your kid never miss the net. 
he should never miss a shot. He, he should score 100% of the time. And then, sure, now you've got my attention. Maybe yeah. he does need yeah. to move, but that's not the case. So, and, and that's, it's really funny. If you want to you wanna be an elite-level player, right, and yeah. we want to talk yeah. about the elite-level athlete, yeah. you need to have the ability to, to have a killer instinct. And that means not playing to the level of your competition. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be elite, then you shouldn't be bitching about what's going on on the floor. You should be rising to the occasion and, and putting, putting the people who are administering your right. sport in a situation right. being like, man, we need to find something else for this young man or this young woman. Yeah. This is not the right environment. We need right. to figure that out. Right. And so that is where I, I think that when you, when you have that component and you bridge it with sport yep. and you put a, a kid in that environment you are now you want to talk about elite level athlete let's talk about a, an athlete that's in an environment that he may not necessarily need to be in right now but that athlete understands that he has the ability to make people around him better and bring people up to his level now we got something yeah that, that's that's what it should be about exactly right that's what it should be about um it <clears throat> behooves me that we've done 25 minutes here and we really haven't you know talked about elevate uh oh, man, you guys are you, you guys are prolific you're everywhere uh you're in schools you're in as i mentioned field and box um give me a, a little sense of of calgary and the lacrosse community right now where we're at uh you know I, I, this is on the heels of a, a an nll title for the calgary roughnecks which i guess in this city are the you know kind of the top end but it begs the question about growth and and how we've seen the game grow uh over the last couple of decades um you know, I, I look at what we're doing with Calgary Field Lacrosse. Calgary Field Lacrosse um, elected to to be independent this year, so they're not they're not uh, tasked by being um, correlated to a governing body. Okay, um, it's it's been disruptive. It's caused a disruption, and you know we're contracted by Calgary Field Lacrosse, and we support their decision. Um, you know, I think what people when we look at what went on with this, um, you know, Calgary Field Lacrosse became the biggest field lacrosse club in the province, and they had to worry about what was best for their club. That's their mandate. Right, and they want we they want to grow the sport. They want to make sure everything's growing. Absolutely, because again, rising tides raise all ships. The yep. more people we can get playing, the better off we are. Now, I think the disruption's good because it's. I think it's really caused a lot of people to be introspective and and look in the mirror about what we're doing with sport. Lacrosse is declining in the country. Hmm. It's down forty percent in Ontario. So we have to figure out. We, we my big thing in Do we Alberta. Know why is that? Is that basketball by any chance? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's competing. I think okay. it's. I honestly think that that what's going on in the landscape and sport in, around the country is you see you see growth in sport in certain areas because it's becoming more professional in nature and its delivery. Oh, so, so you're talking about specialization. What we're losing is the hockey player used to play lacrosse in the summer isn't allowed to play lacrosse in the summer anymore. And, you know, I'm just making a generalization, but, it, you know, that would be my guess. Yes and yes and no. I think that hockey is hockey is in terms of its administration and its delivery. It's because there's a massive amount of dollars there, right? Like you mm-hmm. see there's a big economic component to that. But what you're also seeing is for people to capture market share, they have to do things better. So what I think is happening in Canada, and, and this is due to the correlation to the United States, there's a ton of for-profit organizations in the United States that do really good things for sports. Really good things. Paul Rabel's league, is incre- it's, it's, it's been a massive disruption in lacrosse, a really positive one. And, and so I think what you're seeing is now, now that there's an economic component to sport in Canada, you're starting to see it compete. 
And the competition, again, success, failure, competition, all of these things. If you need to run a good program, again, Elevate Lacrosse is a for-profit organization. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. grassroots recreational programs that you can participate in. You don't have to be at an elite level, and that's okay. But if more people were taking up, the, the problem is you cut out, it's not a problem. You have an elite level hockey development program. Okay. You have a grassroots program. Okay, cool. Like you have all of these different programs that can have a, an economic component to them, but now they're all competing with one another, having to do things better. And I think lacrosse is falling behind in that department. We can be doing things better. And I think that's what you're starting to see is that in Ontario, I think that that's having to, that, that, that's getting a little, it needs a little injection of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Alberta, there is an industry here. And, and it's positive because people are now competing to deliver the best product. And the best product that's being delivered is for the kids. That doesn't mean an elite product. Mm-hmm. That means the most organized, the best communication, the, a sound fundamental. Our, our ideology is character, culture, and compete. Mm-hmm. Those are our pillars of our, right. of our business. Not only our business, but what we do on the field. So right. when you start to drive those things, I think you're starting to see it. And then what's going on in the Alberta landscape is I, I think that we're starting to have to reevaluate, you know, hey, this... This has been the way that it's been for a long time. We want to continue to see it grow. That, that's one thing that everybody has in common. I think they all want to see the sport be huge. Right. But getting there is the, is the hard part. And, and in that, there's going to be tough to see. You're going to have to make challenging choices that, you know, we, I think we've gone down that road where we've we got to lead. It's like, okay, well, if we, we can't sit here and hope this happens. We're on the level where if we want it to change and we want it to better be better then we have to then we have to take the bull by the horns and run with it yeah and so i think that's what you're seeing which is really exciting for me because there's a big buzz around it right now nll champions Mm -hmm. you know there's some disruption in the in the market right if you want to call it a market there's it's a little disruptive right now which i think that friction is ultimately going to help you know shine this rock that we have to be something really great so that that i'm really excited about and and i think that there's just you know, you just look at the volume that we had come to, you know, come to all sport one day today. We had two groups of that were sold out back to back to start the morning. Right. You know, the older Boxer field. Uh, we're, we're doing it all. Oh, so you're it's, doing just, it all? it's just lacrosse. It's just lacrosse. Yeah. So okay. we're, yeah, okay. we're, Perfect. we're just trying okay. to get out what we're trying to do. And I think this is where people see us in the community. It's like, well, elevate lacrosse. They want to own everything and they want to run everything. Well, of course we do. We want to have people in our program everywhere, but I also want the kid to go to the Sabercats or the Axemen or the Knights or the Hornets. I want them to go play box across because they need to. We can't be successful at what we want to do if they're not playing. Hmm. So I want them out there doing those things. I sure do. I want them to come to a camp. Of course I do. But at the same time, I want them to go compete in the community. The bigger lacrosse gets, the better everybody is going to be. Sure. sure. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's really exciting. Just today, the, the one group that's light for us is the 14 to 17-year-old group. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that, uh, of course it is. Like, that, that's, you know, that, that's a tough age, you know, for kids. And I think tough age, but I also think, I, and I would argue this, that early specialization is probably choking that off too, yep. right? Because 12 month a year. True. You know, now yep. how do you address that? Yeah, we, we only practice twice a week in anything we do. So we, we have programs that you can participate in. So we, if you participate in all of our programs, you could play lacrosse for nine months. Okay. Okay. During those nine months, we only practice twice a week. Okay. Some, at, the, at, the most, at the most elite level, we have a session that we run mm-hmm. during the week that's just skill-related. Right. So 
the but are big, you keeping me from playing high school football? God, no. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah. And what we run into, what yeah. we run into in the fall, and we try to work. I, I still, I want this conversation to happen so bad. It never happens. We've got hockey players that want to play lacrosse and hockey, and they're getting to that kind of yeah. eighth, ninth grade need to specialize. Right. Where are they going to go? I want to have the conversation with the coach and say, hey, man, this kid. I, I was a hockey player, sure. and I was a lacrosse player. I sure. played both. And I didn't. Hockey season ended, lacrosse stick out of the garage. Yep. Like, lacrosse season ended, put on the skates. Yep. Like, that was it. I never even, I never, I never crossed over once. Yep. Um, but what I think we need to do a better job of is being collaborative because our, I look at our practices. So it's like, hey, we, practice, we play for two and a half months and then we're done. You're playing hockey from September until April. Right. Okay. So if you've got a game and you need to miss one of our practices for your game, Okay. You're not missing our practice for that practice. And that's the compromise we make because yep. our season's so short. I never get to have that conversation with a coach. No one wants to let me have it. I think they're worried about how it's going to go. Well, no, I, <laughs> absolutely they do. Because, again, you know, all due respect, you know, and you've established it, you're for profit. The, the, the problem becomes is at some point, uh, now not everybody's going to be as altruistic as you, but at some point you are competing for that family's money. Right? For sure. You know, and, sure. and if I... God forbid, let them try your product and they like it more. My God, we might lose. And that that's, again, where we're navigating. It's, we're not going to stop it. That's where we've, you've mentioned it. We've, this is where we've come to. So now it's when will you, you'll eventually have that conversation, Jeff. Eventually somebody will engage. Somebody so. like-minded will come along. But I, I, I understand why you haven't had yeah. it doesn't excuse it, well, but I understand it. We've got a kid who played in our program, Carl, Carl Hare. He's with the, I think he's with the Canadian team right now. He's a rower. Yeah. He's going to school for rowing. Yeah. And, and I'm like, man, I, I'm just proud that we had a part to play in his athletic development. It broke my heart to hear that he didn't want to play lacrosse anymore. But, man, the guy's a world-class right. rower. Right. Like, he's a sick athlete. I'm like, right. man, that's incredible. I like... I'm 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 good with that, and, yeah. I, and you know I want to touch on the on the for profit, not for profit. Sure, let's please. let's talk about what that is. Sure, for profit organization would mean that I have let's say there's a hundred shares of Elevate Lacrosse total that have been right. issued, and I own all hundred right. of them. Right, for profit company means that someone can come in and offer to pay me for those shares and own my company. Mm-hmm. That's what for profit is. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter that we earn a living coaching, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like our service we're creating citizens Mm -hmm. i really feel like we Mm -hmm. are an essential service to some of these student athletes because we've sent 101 of them to school we've played a big role there's people that are back in the community we got we have a phd cal burl works for us he's getting his phd in stem cell research at the university of calgary and he came through our program went to concordia wisconsin right okay so i you know dan taylor's another example plays the roughnecks back here on in school every single day introducing kids to lacrosse and if we don't if we are not, if, if we are a, a for-profit or a not-for-profit company, we'd still be doing the same thing. Those guys would still be getting paid. Mm-hmm. The only difference between a for-profit and a not-for-profit organization in the delivery of sports in Canada mm-hmm. is you've got people that are very good at their sport wanting to create more people good at their sport, and they don't have enough time to go and work a full-time job mm-hmm. and go spend as much time doing that, and it's frowned upon. Yes, but again, I would point to the fact that you may be the oddity in this. In the sense okay. that I think... I appreciate you. I feel like that's a compliment. I, I would take, take it as, a, it as compliment. a compliment because okay. I think we've all seen there's enough out there. Um, kind of, you would, would you agree or wouldn't you agree that in the last decade or so, we've seen the explosion of the for-profit For sure. sports development, yeah. right? 
I would say that most of that, would you agree, has been focused at elite athletes. Most yes, I think, I, and I think where it is is that I, I do and think... And maybe it's evolving, Jeff, I'll, I'll grant sure. you that, but I think where yeah. it started was, hey, I can get your kid to the next level, I used to play, or whatever, and I'm not taking yeah. a shot at you. No, 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 I get it, yeah. I'm just saying that's my observation of where it's come, and to me, what I've seen is the leaving behind of the recreational athlete, that rec, I call grass, I and mean, that's what I was, I was a house league player, I've never played on a rep team, I was always a house league player, but I have an innate sense of love of sport. But I could do that as a PWD player. I didn't need to play on For the sure. travel team, right? Yeah. That's where I begin to – and I look at – you talk about dropping numbers and, and, you know, participation. We've had many guests on here that, you know, do you agree or do you not agree with my theory that we're about a generation away from having to recruit parents to let their kids play outside? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Fair enough. And you and I have had conversations Fair about enough. free yeah. play and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And, again, I would take it as a compliment. I do yeah, look yeah, at no, it as a bit that. of an oddity. Yeah. But, Thank you. You know, it, it – it's worrisome when we start to see, and again, I guess I'm being critical of you in a way here, but we see the breaking up of the traditional models into, you know, everybody kind of going it alone. Now, that might be just society and that might just be evolution at work and I might be a dinosaur, but I, it seemed a little less complicated a couple of decades ago when you had a governing body and then everybody kind of worked out from underneath that. And that's going away. Good thing, bad thing, time will tell. I think what you're seeing with that is because of there, there's very little, very little accountability on a governing body level. Right. Right. That's right. where you're seeing that. I think, you know, bobsled, great example. Basketball, great example. Yeah. Right. The, the accountability is what, you know, and what is the most important thing. So it's great. You have one single all-powering entity that controls everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that will also, that silo will stifle growth. Yep. Because there is no accountability. So what I think you see with parent, when you talk about this for-profit model exploding, yeah. I think you see a kid that didn't make a team or a, a, a parent that didn't agree with an ideology and they say, well, I can go do this and I'll go do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and what we need to understand is that's okay too because that's competition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. we all want sport. We all want right. adversity. But in the, in the administrative arena, right. we don't crave it there. No. Right? No. So we're all former no. athletes. We're all, you know, we're all these guys that have played whatever le- level we've played. Mm-hmm. But let's understand what sport is about. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's go back down, like drill right down to the, to the bare bones of that. Yep. It's about competing. Yep. On whatever level. Yep. You know, you don't, if it wasn't about competing, we wouldn't play hockey with a puck. Right. We wouldn't play yep. soccer with a ball. We'd, right. we'd, you know, run around and right. stare at the stars. No. So it's about you got to keep score. It's about you got to keep, keep score. Now whatever score. and and that's the beauty. You know, the, the think about the conversations that have come up. The women's, you know, the women's soccer team recently, the US mm-hmm. soccer team celebrating their goals, mm-hmm. right? You know, and in contrast with Canada, you know, cheering um, when um, uh, who went down, uh, Durant went down. Yep. Right? Yep. You know, the, the Canadians didn't know that he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Oh my god. I knew it when I watched it on the sidelines sure. just because I've been there before. Yeah. Um, but you know, we didn't know. Now, the women's soccer team, that's very much what the USA does. They've been on the world stage often, and that's why I love beating the U.S. Sure. is because that's what they're about. Sure. And that's, you know, it's not bad. I don't think you should be celebrating your 13th goal, but I do think that those lessons, th- that happens, and there's a lesson. Yes. And it's handled Absolutely. in an arena where the stakes, the, sure, the stakes are high, winning, losing, money, that, like, you know, whether you're a pro athlete, whatever it is, but the lessons that you, that you gain from that in that insulated environment are so important. Right. And as administrators, I think we fail because we want to step outside of that, of, of the idea of sport, and we want one 
we, we, everybody's got to conform to one ideology. Right. That's not going to promote growth. Right. Right. So right. I do think that the you know this explosion that you talk about of for-profit organizations, great. Well, then if if that's a problem for the governing body, then do a better job, governing body, mm-hmm. and and make sure that your product is the best product. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and now what that does is it's absolutely driving the direction of sport. And, you know, the same way that you, you comment the best person's going to get to where they want to go. Yep. No different. Yep. It's no different. No. You're just playing yeah. in, an, in an arena now where there's different levels of competitors. But I'm old and change is hard. <laughs> I am old and change is hard. But, you know, what? The, the, let, let's give you some credit, Rob. You, you entertain the conversation. If there's one thing that I can <laughs> deliver to you mm. is that. Every time we sit down and talk, you have you've you've injected this breath of fresh air to my perspective on, you know, it's great to it's great to reconvene because I go back away from these conversations. I'm like, man, we're doing a lot of things right. We can do a lot of things better. Right, just but, because but of your perspective. But, but everybody can. Right? But, yeah, but everybody. I'm saying your yeah, perspective, yeah, though, yeah. your perspective, because we would we would be somewhat juxtaposed. Like, mm-hmm, we're juxtaposed sure. with respect to our probably our perspectives, but we find a common ground. And right. I absolutely respect where you're coming from. I know you respect where I'm absolutely. coming from. And 100%. and we we you know you I would be I would be lying if I didn't say that I have applied. Uh, th- that I have not applied some of your perspective to what we're doing. Right. I, I absolutely have because I go out and I look at that in a way that I, I'm craving co- compete and, yeah. and high performance and all of these different things. I see a little kid that maybe doesn't want to do that, but is just having the best time playing lacrosse. And you're like, man, that's, a, that, that's what this is about. Yep. And, and, and I, you can't see one without seeing the other is right. what I'm saying. So we need to challenge the community to look at both perspectives of that. And, and I think you're, you're bang on. So every time I come in, I, I have a, a completely different perspective when I leave. <laughs>